step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America. It's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and today we have three guests, three wonderful guests, so stay tuned. This is going to be a great show today. Well, I am Patrick O'Heffernan, and your host here at Music Friday Live. And don't forget, this is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you, so call in at 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. Or email us here at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Now, I want to give you a little sample of the new album that is being released today by Salme. But before I do that, here she is. Salme, hi. Hey, how are you, Patrick? I'm great. I'm, and, and it's so good to hear your voice, too. Um, t- well, today's the big day. It is, indeed. My baby is out. <laughs> your baby being Elevator Junkie, the, new, the, new, uh, the latest album, right? Well, exactly. Are you excited or are you relieved or both? I think a little bit of both. Um, these days, you do most of the promotion leading up to the release. Uh, you know, if, I, I think a while ago it used to be like you release the album and then start the work. So I've been working the album for a good five, six months now. So that part of it is sort of a, I guess, a relief that, you know, the the promotion is, is done and now it's out and I, I've done my part. Now hopefully people will like it and buy it, you know. Well, I hope so too. So let, why don't we uh, give them a little sample of why they should buy it. This is one, two, three, four, five. I sound Tommy, that sounds like it's gonna, it's a great party album. If I got if I tagged I, it right. I, thank you. Yes, it's all about fun this time around, in all <laughs> shapes and forms. Imaginable. Well, all, all you know, all of your music is about fun. Is it? Yeah. Well, most of it, yes. It, it most of, well, it's it's all fun to listen to, right? But well, thank you. Ask. Well, like last time, it was more of a soulful journey, and, and you know, to maybe some other people, it's it's a small nuances. To me, it's a big step, you know, between the soulful fun and the you know head-on fun. Yeah, that's, it's that's kind true. of keep it simple this time. Well, well, what does the the title refer to there? Um. Elevation Junkie. It's a it's a title that's been kicking around for for years for me actually. 
um, I think at some point I, I attempted to write a song with that title. It never happened. So, but I liked it, and it's sort of as you want, you know, the idea of that when you're on a certain level, you look up and you say, oh, that's got to be the top of the iceberg. And then you get there, and there's another level, and there's another level of success, fun, really anything. And I strive to higher grounds. Well, you, you certainly have, and, and uh, uh, I predict this is going to be another hit. Now, where can people go to get a copy? Okay, so this is a digital-only release this time. I think it's the first time I've done that. So uh, you got to go to all your uh, digital download places like iTunes, Amazon, so on th- so forth. You can also stream it. It's on Spotify. Uh, you know, all of them are on YouTube if you want to prefer to listen that way. Um, yeah, so go out and get it. Okay, all right. And of course, they should also go to uh, your website too, shouldn't they? Sure, soulmayland.com. It's got a lot of fun stuff. You can listen to the album there, too, and uh, read some reviews and look at some pictures and all the fun stuff one can do. Okay. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, spending the, the rest of the afternoon out on my bike with you in my uh, my headphones. So we're going to have a, a good time. And thank you so much for popping in once again. I really love to hear your voice on the air with me. Thank you, Patrick. And don't forget to wear a helmet, not only for the bike, but for the crazy brakes. <laughs> we always wear a helmet. My bike club would, would disown me if I didn't. All right. I hear you. That's uh, good to hear. All right. We're going to take a, a break, night, uh, break right now to welcome in our affiliates. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with the Romance and Rebellion. That's uh, How's that for the name of a band? Don't go away. This is going to be fun. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archived CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA, always on the go. And I'm back. We're back. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host here on Music Friday Live. And I want to welcome all of our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates. Now, if you have questions or comments for our guest, you know, you can call in. You can call in at 347-215-7511. But I know that because we're on during the day, most of you are sitting there at work and you've got your headphones on and you're looking at your computer screens, but you're listening to us. So you can send your comments and your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Also, if you're listening to us on a podcast, and I know that about half of you do, because, you know, we get those analytics, well, you can still email your questions for our guests, and we will forward your questions to them so they can reply directly to you. Now, before we meet our next guest, uh, I want to remind all, all the musicians and fans out there that music Friday live is a partner with world arts and world arts is the global music platform that connects artists and fans and brands and industry pros world arts offers bands live performances and they're great. I've been there. They offer video shoots, recording sessions and master songwriting classes. And I mean, master, they get some really good people in there. Plus, fans can get new music. They can see intimate shows. You know, if you're here in Southern California, you can see intimate shows, but soon they're going to be in other cities. And you can meet your favorite artists. So if you're a band, you're a fan, or a member of the music industry, you should be part of World Arts. And how do you do that? Real simple. You sign up at www.worldarts.com, and it's free, okay? Uh, And we're there, and you should be there, too. There was, and I think still is, something about rock and roll in the 50s and the 60s that was pure and joyful and sappy and infectious. Good old 4-4 time. Music you could dance to, you had to dance to. But, you know, 4-4 beats and and guitar riffs were were just the beginning. 
because, you know, then came the Beatles and the Clash and Bruno Mars and Stevie Nicks and Joan Jett and Drake and Beyonce and all the things that rock has morphed and fragmented into and sort of spread itself like honey from a tipped over jar. My next guest formed a band that takes all of that original dance energy, flavors it with the sound of today and smooths the rough spots and amps up the power in other places to produce pop rock that defies quick categorization, but is sure fun to listen to. David Devo, and I've got to say this right because it's somewhat Italian, David D. La um, Viola, which is the name of a music instrument, but not one that he plays. David uh, La Viola is the lead vocalist, and he's the rhythm guitarist for one of the most fun bands playing in L.A. today, and I think probably soon nationwide, Romance and Rebellion. David, welcome to Music Friday Live, and sorry I had to go over your name twice because I kept thinking about the music. That's all right. (laughs) That's all right. We went over this, though. We went over how to say it. I know, and if we hadn't have, I wouldn't have had any trouble, but as soon as I saw it, You probably wouldn't have. Yeah. The picture of a viola popped into my mind, and then I got the thought that says, oh, wait, he doesn't play a viola, he plays a guitar, and there we were, you know? (laughs) Well, anyway, welcome. That's how it happened. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, Is it... Is it the case that your parents' 78s and 45s kind of hooked you on pure early rock? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not a terribly old person, not to offend any of the old people listening. Um, but uh, my parents did listen to a lot of older music. So I grew up listening to the Beatles. Um, and then the first band that I was in actually played quite a bit of 50s and 60s covers so I you know in my songwriting uh lineage I started by covering Sam Cooke and the Beatles and Little Richard and Ray Charles and then that just kind of you know you're where you come from sticks with you so so it eventually became inherent in my songwriting but um you know in order to um you compete in a contemporary market you need to be able to write the pop stuff so i suppose that's that's how the blend came to be well you know i i i think you you got it exactly right uh i I don't know if you've ever read the book this is your brain on music have you ever seen that no i haven't it's by a, a neurosurgeon by the name of dan levine who also happens to be a jazz musician who has mapped the brain at while people listen to music and what he discovered is that the music you listen to in your formative years cuts grooves in your brain literally neural grooves in your brain and you resonate with that for the rest of your life so all those uh, songs i guess it was your parents playing their parents 78s and 45s right uh uh, cut little grooves in your brain which i think is one reason why you get this so so well um so if you have a chance, you should take a look at that book. Now, who were some of your favorites during your formative years? Um, well, uh, so I have uh, I have a, a pretty a, a decent register. I have a, a pretty good high end register. So I kind of tended to enjoy um, uh, male vocalists who had a high register as well, uh, like Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney's got good reach. Um, and definitely really enjoyed Freddie Mercury as well. Um, yeah. but then, uh, I also lean toward female 60s singers like Dusty Springfield. I mean, I love Etta James, absolutely love Etta James. And, mm. um, yeah, you know, and that's, that's just how I started. But I also like, you know, just straight ahead, really sappy, as you called it, like 50s <laughs> rock, like uh, Dion and, and the Beaumonts, like. We play the next best thing and give our audience an idea of why this is such a great album.
know, I, I, I can almost see an Annette Funicello dancing on the beach uh, when I listen to that song. So tell me, <laughs> <laughs> what is the next best thing? Uh, okay, so the song, uh, I had, I guess, the chorus first, and I had that kicking around for, for a couple of months. I was with a girl, and uh, the relationship was, was definitely a, a rocky one. It was definitely a rocky one. And it was, you know, there's different kinds of relationships. But, uh, you know, depending on the person that you're with, sometimes they want you to be something that you're not. And uh, you just kind of find yourself, you know, pulling out your own hair, wondering, you know, whether it is that they really like you for who you are or they just, you know, want you to be something that you're not. And all you can do is either play the game and try and be whatever it is they want you to be. Or uh, move on to the next best thing. So that's really what the song is about. Well, I, I assume that you moved on to the next best thing. Um, uh, it was so painful, but yes. <laughs> one of the things you moved on to was a release party last week at the famous Hotel Cafe. I bet that was Indeed a lot of fun. Did. Have you played there before? We've never played there before. We've done a lot of, uh, you know, we started out in Echo Park. So we've done a lot of those Sunset Strip places like Silver Lake Lounge and Black Knight and all that stuff. Uh, but for the most part, uh, never did anything really in Holly. Actually, we did the Pig and Whistle one time, and that was, yeah. that was okay. But uh, the first time for the Hotel Cafe, and let me tell you that the sound there is impeccable. It is famed for a reason. Not only that, but the the uh, the staff there is amazing, and they just they handled the whole thing super professionally and super well. We had a great turnout. The performance was was probably our best yet, and uh, and yeah, it'll go down in in the history books. Well, I actually go to the hotel cafe probably uh, once a week uh, for my music reviews, so I'm very familiar with it. And you're absolutely right; it's got one of the best sound systems in LA. And also it has one of the best atmospheres. I think it's a perfect atmosphere for you. But were there people dancing? You know, we, it's funny because I, I, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But uh, for the most part, um, you know, our audience is the toe-tapping kind. Uh, mm-hmm. A little mm-hmm. bit more reserved. Uh, and I think that that is a product of being in awe. Uh, that sounds a little arrogant. So let me. No, no, I, I, I could see that. Yeah, not arrogant uh, at all. You know, we. Uh, yeah, right. We uh, we pride ourselves on our live show and just the the technicality of it. I mean, the the harmonies are something that is super important to us, uh, to me specifically. Um, and so when we recreate that live, I don't think many people count on that. You know, many people think that like, oh, here's this band. You know, they did this pop rock album and, and it's you know super glossy and has all these three and four part harmonies and, and do they you know they can't do that live and then you know they see us and that's kind of like oh wow you know here's they do it live here's something here's something different so yeah. i think that sets us apart well, well, let, well what's that in the background well that in the background is some more of that energy this is the james hotel and guitar there has really got some chops who is that that's aaron medina unfortunately he's not with us today because he's doing some he does a lot of teaching he's got a master's in classical guitar so he's uh he's definitely got some chops wow okay well that explains why he's got the chops because that that is just exquisite well speaking of guitar chops um you didn't you just play it at the battle for vans tuesday night yeah, we did a, a battle for Vans Warp Tour uh, 
that was hosted by Acropolis Records. And we did it at Five Star Bar downtown. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, although we didn't win, um, it, was, it was a blast. It was really nice to be able to compete against other bands. Nobody, it, it, there were a lot of metal bands. I will say that. I don't think that we were specifically uh, not chosen because of our performance, more that we weren't really the type of band that they were looking for. But, I think uh, you're, nonetheless, you're right in that. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, nonetheless, it was fun. We are talking to uh, David Viola of the pop rock band Romance and Rebellion. You can talk with him yourself. You can call in at 347-215-7511, or you can email us. And we got some emails coming in already. Boy, you can email us um, at... Um, Music Friday Live at gmail.com. Music Friday Live at gmail.com. Um, and actually, like I say, we do have some emails. So I'm going to go to a couple of them here. Um, this is Billings in LA. And <laughs> Billings wants to know are there any videos of the Hotel Cafe performance? Because he couldn't find them on YouTube. Uh, I don't believe that there are any videos of the Hotel Cafe performance on YouTube, uh, but we have specifically uh, a three or four videos up online that you can search. If you just search Romance and Rebellion, you'll see we did a, early on in 2016, we did a promo video for the, just the band itself for the year 2016, kind of self-proclaimed it as being the year of Romance and Rebellion, you know. Um, and then we did our very first music video for the song More Than Friends, uh, which uh, is really fantastic. A guy named Patrick Lawrence directed it. Um, and then we have one other video. It's the making of the EP. So it's, uh, it's a little behind-the-scenes glimpse of, of what the process was like, a little talk with the producer, and a little interview with us. Okay, well, uh, that's the answer to that one. Uh, sorry about that, uh, Billings, if there isn't one. We have to take a quick break and uh, just let one of our sponsors, a great sponsor, World Arts, um, let you know about it. So don't go away. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. And we're back. This is Music Friday Live. This is Patrick O'Heffern and your host. Uh, and uh, we're, we're talking with uh, the lead uh, singer from uh, Romance and Rebellion. And I understand that um, uh, you, uh, you guys rehearsed in the famous Bedrock Studios. So that must have been kind of magic. Yeah, we uh, we do weekly rehearsals there. We've actually never really used any other um, studio. Um, ben, who is the, the general manager of Bedrock, is a good friend, and uh, Jake's is another guy that that is is working there. And um, we just love it there. They have like a myriad of different rooms, uh, different sizes, and the pricing is great. So if you're looking for a great <laughs> rehearsal studio, not to plug that place, but check out Bedrock LA. It's, well, speaking of magic, I understand you also played at Amplify, which is one of L.A.'s underground clubs owned by a 24-year-old singer and located in an alley next to Astro Burger, right? A very yeah. interesting place. How'd you, have you been there before? Or how'd you like it? Um, so we'd never been there to play or to see any shows. Um, I was uh, specifically looking for a venue that that catered to underage people because there aren't a lot of those in Los Angeles and we have a large fan base that is under the age of 21, probably not, not a terrible thing to understand just because of the type of music that it is, but uh, amplified all ages shows, actually all of their shows are all ages shows. 
And uh, it's a really cool venue. It's very reminiscent of, I'm originally from New York, so there's, there's a lot of venues like that in New York, sort of DIY spaces. Um, reminds me of a place called Goodbye Blue Mondays that I used to play in New York. Um, but uh, it's a great place. It's, uh, the staff there is fantastic. The sound is good. And uh, it's really it, creative is the word I would use to describe the decor. Um, it is a, <laughs> DIY a little, was, a good, was good too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's also fairly difficult to find. So if you're gonna play a show there, make sure you give people super pre- specific instructions on how to find it. It's uh, just it's go to Melrose, find Astro Burger. Go around to the back in the alley, and it's the uh, the doorway next door to Astro Burger, and it's the one with all oh, the yeah. people lined up in, in front of it. All right? Yeah. But you have kind of an interesting visual style. On the one hand, you guys are relatively clean cut in comparison to a lot of pop rock and indie bands. And uh, on the other hand, you've got kind of a whiff of retro about you. And one of the band has a really, really shiny shoes. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> is, is that planned or is it just whatever comes out of the closet? Well, so it's funny because uh, it's not funny at all. Um, everything is super deliberate. You know, I think a lot of times uh, specific, you know, especially because bands are comprised mostly of people that are uh, really unaware of how to dress themselves or how to brand themselves, not to, to you know, once again, seem arrogant. Um, <laughs> the thing that, uh, the thing uh, that we do is that we want to, you know, leave a mark in every respect. We want, we want people to walk away from, from even if it's a visual, not necessarily having anything to do with the music side of things. We want people to walk away saying like, wow, that's, that's something different. That's something I haven't seen yet. Um, doing pop music and having these retro implications, uh, you know, has to be something that is, that starts in the music that transitions into the brand, the graphics, that transitions into your social media, and then that transitions into the way you dress. And uh, yeah, that that dapper quality is something that I just carry with me in my personal life. And then uh, because I, I think the guys all get behind it, we use it. Yeah, well, it works. Well, I want to play my favorite song on the album, and this is uh, Thanks uh-huh. for the Memories. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I never said we were the best there ever was. We were broke as a joke, but we were rich in love. We were just two kids. It was us against the You know, that, 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 that is not only is it a great song, but it's a nice piece of musical craftsmanship. Did you have to work on that a lot? Was there a lot of notes that got put down and erased, or did it just sort of flow? Yeah, um, it was uh, – well, first of all, thank you for saying so. I really do appreciate when someone, when someone makes, uh, you know – observations like that it's very it's very touching and humbling uh it was it wasn't really terribly difficult to conceive the whole thing to be quite honest with you um i started uh a lot of the other songs on the album have very chunky guitars electric guitars and in writing just for the sake of writing i wanted to write something that that more or less had uh, a, uh, a, a picking pattern, something that was a little bit more developed than, than just a, a, a chunky chord or something like that. So I, I had come up with the pattern and then, um, I was living with a friend, um, and I was living on his couch to try and save money, <laughs> to try and save money to actually record the record. Um, so I was living on his couch and he and his girlfriend were hosting me. And the song is actually about them. It's not about me at all. Um, and it's just about the observations that I made about their life and their lives, 
you know, just the little, the little things, you know, they had Christmas lights up all the time and uh, just, just little things, you know, cause you can't write every song about you. You know, you, yeah. you, you, you run out of material fairly quickly that way. And uh, went in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I went in and I demoed the, uh, I demoed this song with uh, a good friend of mine. His name is Michael McGee. He owns a little production company called Beverly Hits, and they're right on Sunset. And I recorded the demo with him, and I was very emphatic about the idea that we needed live strings. And so I had arranged the string part and um, paid a violinist to come in, and we recorded the strings and then when I took the demo and I actually went to the producer Stefan Litt to to do the record um he said these strings are beautiful like can you get me the stems for them um and we those are the original strings that we actually used from the original oh. demo of the song well it it you know the care of, of that you put into that really shows i mean like i say it's it's not only beautiful but it's well crafted you didn't just Thank throw you. it together, and I really appreciate that. We are getting a little tight on time, but I wanted to to play one more song uh, off the album. And uh, this, this song is not my favorite, but I actually think it's the best song on the album musically. This is okay. Vanity Fair. Another uh, superbly uh, crafted piece of music. I really like the way in which you guys put notes to, to, together because you do it so well. Well, we are out of time, and I want to make sure that um, we tell people where they can get this wonderful music. So where do they get the, your music? So uh, first and foremost, you can visit our website, uh, www.romanceandrebellion.com. That will lead you to our online store. You can also stream from our website. Aside from that, the album is available uh, is available for download on all the major platforms, uh, CD Baby, iTunes. You can stream it on Spotify. Uh, you can purchase it off Amazon. Uh, we have some YouTube videos. You just search for us on YouTube. We have a Facebook page, which is fairly easy to find, and Instagram, which is just our name, at Romance and Rebellion. And uh, okay. if all else fails and you want to you wanna see the real thing, we're playing a, a wonderful show at the Whiskey A Go-Go on July 20th at 10 p.m. Great. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to, uh, to join us today. And, and my apologies again for the uh, little glitch there, but uh, everything worked out. Um, and I want to re- just repeat that you do have a show coming up in Southern California at the Whiskey A Go-Go. And uh, what was the date on that again? July 20th. July 20th. Okay. Well, thanks so much for for taking the time to be with us today. Well, thank you for having me. That was uh, David LaViola. The band is Romance and Rebellion. The EP is, of course, self-titled. And again, check it out at www.romanceandrebellion.com. We're about to talk to amazing couple of people who reached the the top of the folk folk world and then took off for eight years to raise a family on goodbye blue and they have a smash album out and we have the album and uh before it before we do that though i i just wanted to say you know we just talked to a fabulous rock band and a band that puts out extremely well-crafted and beautiful music but in the the whole world of rock and pop and rap, uh, a lot of songs are about heartbreak and lost love and partying down, all of which I enjoy, believe me. There are a couple of artists out there, a few artists out there, who remind us of the reason why we're on this planet and, um, and what's important in life, of why we're humans. Goodbye Blue, which is the duo of Charlotte Kendrick and Dan Rao, are two of those artists. They reach deep inside their lives to touch our lives. They 
sing songs of family, of marriage, of parenting, and simultaneously they make us warm inside and they bring tears to our eyes. Uh, Nothing is as simple as it seems, they sing. We both have our dreams, and we all understand exactly what they mean as we drift in the warm waters of Charlotte's voice and the harmonies with her husband. Well, like I said, after being away from professional music for eight years raising a family, they've released a new album, Worth the Wait, which immediately shot to number 12 on the Roots Music Folk Charts. And when you hear it, you'll know why. It's very much worth the wait. But we don't have to wait because they're here right now. Charlotte and Dan, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thanks, Patrick. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. Well, yesterday, as you know, I spent a good deal of the day listening to your music, and I think I stopped at some point just to tweet that I literally had tears in my eyes. Uh, I was watching the video for Worth the Wait, and at some point, I just closed my eyes and listened. Was that song in your head for years? Um, That was actually the first song uh, we wrote for the album, and it's about eight years old, and I wrote it, started it right after our first child was born. I think she was eight weeks or three months old. And, um, you know, I'd started a couple verses and Dan came home that night and I was like, you got to hear this. I think this is a song that we could, you know, put on the next album. And at the time I thought, um, you know, the next album would be like that summer or (laughs) next summer. Um, And we actually, we actually recorded the tracks that summer and uh, they went into the vault never to come out again. Um, But we, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm certainly yeah, so glad it, it, it did come out again, and I want to give our audience a, a little sample of why it was worth it. that song that really hit home. Now, I'm a father. Uh, My daughter's grown now, but um, one, a couple of those lines just really struck me for the message and the way you played with the word, the word wait. You sing, Mm -hmm. though it rests so heavy, keeping you safe, you are worth the wait, worth the wait. Uh, That line, which you sing, Charlotte, after the the, the first verse, um, about, Mm -hmm. I your pregnancy, it's the first, and it's also the first line of It's Complicated, too, that the next song, which we're about to hear. You sing a lot about weight, about heaviness. Has, has family been a weight, and, and is that a good thing? Um, I would say yes and no. I mean, I I feel like all the good things in life are usually you know, hard-earned and take a lot of work and effort. Um, and parenting and raising children and marriage definitely fall into that category. So, but if everything was super easy, I think we'd all be running around kind of depressed. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, you're not sleeping and you're, you don't know what you're doing. I mean, you know, this is about my daughter as my first child. And I, you know, I, I didn't grow up doing a lot of babysitting or with lots of, um, you know, younger siblings or cousins and stuff. So I was really new to the whole uh, game. And um, Dan and I were just trying to figure it out one day at a time. So that can be overwhelming, but also exciting and fun too. Uh, Dan, you have anything to add to that? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I, I actually, that's the, that's the line that sometimes gets to me when we're actually performing it. But um, the, uh, the the weight of having uh, children, I think, catches you off guard. You don't, you just don't anticipate it because no one can really describe it until you actually have it. And so that definitely happened with us. Um, 
and uh, and you sort of grow into it, and you and then you you learn to really appreciate it. But um, but it is a it's a big life transition that you you just there's there's almost no way to prepare for it. <laughs> That's true, but let, let me say as like I say as my daughter has grown, it gets better as they get older. Cool. <laughs> that's good to hear right. it's good now but that's great to hear yeah okay well it, it really does well there's another song on there that uh, we just mentioned that uh, I'd like to play and this is uh, uh, complicated there's a slump in your shoulders and your head hangs down and I know you often wonder how we'll work this out Oh, oh, it's complicated You bring home the bread Working hard all week You need to unwind I need the kids asleep And I know when you are angry Cause you won't look at me Oh, oh, it's complicated Nothing. You know, every relationship is complicated, and for the most part, they don't get less complicated the longer they go on. They just sort of change and evolve. But there's a line in there that gave me pause. Nothing's as simple as it seems. We both have our dreams. Don't you two have the same dream, a great family and successful music career, which seems to be where you are right now? Uh, Go ahead, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we we have many of the same dreams and um i think we charlotte and i um that's what we share is and we always have is this sort of collective dream and but you know we see it through a different lens and um and so they're not identical in, in terms of you know how we want to approach it um but i i would say that that line came out at a time when we were less we were less aware of how much we did have the same dream. It was, you know, yeah. coming out of this period when we, we weren't doing music and we weren't, we were, you know, in parenthood and I was, you know, going off to work and, you know, and Charlotte was, you know, with three little kids. And I think that's where that line came from. We, that, that's what led to sort of, we kind of had this existential crisis and this, this point in our life where we just, weren't very happy and we said we need to go back and start doing the music again and that that has changed that a lot and so now we're you know honestly we're, we're more on the same page now than we were when that line was written so it's a percept there's a good perception of yours to uh to question that <laughs> okay well it also struck me and you've got another song in there um it doesn't have to be so hard anymore which sounds like another realization that you came to at some point in, in your, in your life? Or was yeah, that? I, mean, I think for, for me, that was, um, you know, my, our children are eight, six and three now. And, um, there's like a big, or almost four. There's a, I think there's a big shift around two and a half, three, when your youngest is two and a half or three and they're out of diapers and they can, they're slightly more reasonable, and, um, you know, my, they're sleeping more. Of, yeah, you're sleeping more and he's out of school now and we've had the most enjoyable week ever because we can discuss what we're going to do. And there's <laughs> only one of him and one of me. And so we're, it's an even match and it's just such a pleasant, uh, way to pass the time. And I think that, you know, it, when they're younger, there's just a lot of negotiating with, um, you know, little toddlers that don't always make them a lot of sense and tired <laughs> well, mothers you... who often don't make a lot of sense either. Well, it makes for great material for, uh, for lyrics as, as you have mm-hmm. demonstrated quite nicely. Uh, but you know, I was thinking, despite the fact that you sing about very basic family strengths and joys, the two of you are, are pretty worldly wise uh, Dan, you've had a long career in, in, in the music business and, and on the production side of music. 
and spent 15 years in rock band. And Charlotte, you spent two years in the Peace Corps, uh, which you you hint at uh, one of the songs, uh, Light the Way. But there is a line in Where Did I Go that seems to say that those years are still with you pretty powerfully. And that line is, staying home has been a luxury, but I can't help but think I'm missing the action while cooking up a dinner that no one eats. That's a, that's a pretty powerful picture. Uh, did, did that come to you while you were sitting at the kitchen table with the hot dinner and nobody was there? Um, well, I'm just, I'm painfully, you know, I have been fortunate to, enough to stay home with my kids, but I'm painfully aware of that not everyone is that fortunate. So it feels extra lame to complain about it because uh, it just doesn't feel justified, you know? Um, it is a gift to have the time with my kids, which makes me feel even worse when I'm having a bad day and I just want to, like, run out of the house with my hands up in the air. Um, and, um, but yeah, you know, you get sort of like in your rut, in your yoga pants, cooking up, you know, microwaving hot dogs for dinner and, you know, you're sort of dumbing down the the meal to the pickiest eater and suddenly everyone's still unhappy and complaining about it and nobody's eating anything and you just can't believe. And then people are out, I don't know, making deals and seeing shows and, or at least in your mind, that's what you think. It's like, wow. I need to get out more, you know. Is, is that when you decided you had to record another album? No, actually, this album, that song was, um, you know, the bones of that song had been around a while, and I, uh, we kept changing the choruses. Uh, and at one point, we just gave up on it, and we're just like, it's just not going to work. It's just not going to fit on, you know, and we can't finish it. And then, um, I don't know, at some point, we had a breakthrough, um, but it was late in the game, you know, we had, we had recorded all the other songs in Nashville and we sort of scrambled to, um, record this one and get it on there, um, which we're so happy about because a lot of people really respond to it, especially a lot of my, um, a lot of uh, the men that we're friends with respond to that, the husbands who have, you know, yeah. traded in whatever passion they had for nine to five stability or whatever, um, to, um, support their families. I can see yeah. that. They feel like they yeah, we, we, we actually recorded it the first time around during the basic tracks, and we came back, and, you know, we were really happy with most of it. And this one song, it just, it didn't, we just weren't, neither one of us was, was happy. It, it, it didn't reflect kind of the sadness that is reflected in the final version that I think is so important. Um, and if, if there's any song that almost sort of sums up the album, it's kind of that, this one, because mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. this, you know, there, there is this inherent sadness in, you know, losing yourself for the sake of, you know, having a family and bringing these wonderful children into the world. And, 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 uh, and it's, a, it's, not, it's not just a female thing. That, it, there's a very female voice, you know, Charlotte's, you know, ri- you know writing the words from her perspective, but it's, very, there's a, it's a very uh, male thing as well. It sort of comes from a different place of getting lost in, providing often as opposed to just being home. But um, a lot of people that are our age, you know, male and female are, you know, relate to that song. Well, I certainly uh, relate, relate to it. And also there's another one in there. Um, In fact, I think I'll play a little bit of it. Uh, We have it on Zootbox called, Where Did I Go? Let's listen to that. I remember when I would call you, try to hide my butterfly. I held my breath and did my best to impress you. Hung up and covered my eyes. Fast forward just a decade later, you're driving home and singing all the way. You hold your breath and ask me how my day was, never knowing what I might say. I don't know. Listen, give you my attention. Clear dinner, played your insecurity. Know that 
Yeah, you you you've captured so much in that song and in, in the whole album. And uh, all I can say, uh, Charlotte, is uh, I'm glad you're back wherever it is that you went. Okay. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let me just. Let me just remind our audience that we are talking with uh, Charlotte Kendrick and Dan Rao, the duo Goodbye Blue, and you can talk with them, too. You can call us at 347-215-7511, and uh, you can also email us. You know, I know you're sitting there at work, and you're not able to get on the phone and call us, so you can email us. And actually, some of you are emailing, uh, but I'm going to uh, give the email address anyway. It's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Why don't we get some of these emails here? Um, let's go to Mucho Macho in Austin and, uh, Mucho Macho wants to know, do you sing for your children? Um, yeah. yeah. When they'll, when they'll have us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oftentimes they're like, stop mommy, stop. It's enough. Uh, we want to play our song. Um, but sometimes the stars align and we get, you know, a good song on the radio and have a dance party and, uh, or they were rehearsing and they'll come sing with us. But, um, yeah, we do. And, uh, Lada in New York city wants to know, have you written any lullabies for your children? And if so, will you ever record them? Um, we, we, I have a couple like drafts but um, they didn't make it onto this album. You know, a lot of people suggested we make a kid's album, um, and I felt a little guilty that that didn't really inspire me. Um, I felt like a lot of people do that really well, and what I really wanted to make was a therapeutic album for parents with young children, Um, you know, something that was kind of like lullabies for the parents. Um, and I think that's kind of what we've done. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't it, written any lullabies yet. Go ahead. Dan. It, it just never came out that way as being a lullaby for kids. Although I, I do think that we, we have a lot of people who say our, our kids really like your, your record. Mm. And, and I, I'd like to think, and I don't want to, you know, pat ourselves on the back, but. Um, that there, it's a bit like a you know a, a a good Disney movie. There's a there's a there's a level of you know of gentleness and sort of that that children do respond to. And then you know there's a there's a deeper, <laughs> sometimes more dark part that the adults get. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I I'd like to think that we we accomplish something like that. Okay. I also think track um, number eight, "Hey Kid," is kind of uh, the closest version to a lullaby, but because uh, it's directed at you know our children um, when they're going through a rough time. Um, so, but it, I wouldn't call it a, a lullaby per se. Well, actually, we're we're going to play it so people can make their own. I wouldn't okay. call a lullaby easier. Uh, Petra in Seattle um, wonders why you went to Nashville to record when you could have recorded in New York City where there's a lot of studios. And then she adds in parentheses, I'm from New York City. Yeah, there was was a very specific reason. It really came down to two people. Um, uh, One was our friend Liam Bailey, who co-produced the record with me. And he is an old friend. And we both, Charlotte and I both love him dearly and have a, sort of a different type of musical compatibility with him. And uh, he was living down there uh, at the time. And he uh, is, was, you know, was, you know, he plays, he's the guitarist and fiddle player in Rodney Atkins band. And, and he had played on our past record. So we knew we wanted to work with him. And then the other one was um, we, one of our favorite records is J- Jason Isbell's Southeastern. And when, you know, I, I, I'm an engineer and producer, but um, not a mix engineer. And we knew we wanted to get someone to to mix it. And I basically loved that record and loved how it sounded. So I cold called Mark Patacha, who mixed that record, and he's down in Nashville. And he ended up, uh, ended up I got him, and I asked him if he <laughs> would work with us, and he agreed. And so we, so that's the reason. That's why we were down in Nashville and. You know, we had a great time working with both those guys, and 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 uh, they did a, an incredible job. So, and it's a great yeah. city. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is a great uh, city. Well, you you mentioned uh, a song that was directed at one of your children. So um, I'm, I was noticing as I was listening to the song that many of your songs are about parenting, but "Hey Kid" 
struck me not so much as about parenting as about mothering. So let's let's listen to it and uh, talk about it a little bit. This is Hey Kid. mothering than about uh, parenting and um, because in it you are the mom you sound and you sound like a damn good mom too but it sounds like that's a story from real life more than a song from real life am I is that what's going on there yeah I mean if I look back on my own childhood you know everybody's adolescence sort of riddled with potholes that they either fall into or swerve around, and I kind of, if I look back, I kind of feel like I fell in every single one. Um, you know, I just, it wasn't an easy route that I took, and um, recently, one of our children sort of seemed to be struggling um, in her own way, and I had struggled a lot, too, so I was just sort of thinking, like, wow, what would I have wanted someone to say to me at that time, you know, and and how can I how can I reach her and make her feel like it's going to be okay and she's fantastic and, you know, believe that things can turn around. So that was sort of where. And it was, uh, and as a result. Yeah. I mean, I relate to it as a, both as a child and also as a mother. Well, it, it's a, it's a wonderful song, particularly today because it's not easy to raise a child or a family of children. There's so many attacks on the institutions that parents depend on, you know, schools and wages and healthcare and parks and playgrounds. And there are so many diversions, TV and video games and cell phones and Snapchats. Um, Did you think it was going to be as hard as you sing about when you decided to grow from a couple to a family? Absolutely not. No. No. Uh, no. I mean, it's all worth uh, it. We we couldn't couldn't yeah. be happier about it, but it's definitely uh, you know, we uh, we did not go into it eyes wide open about what it all meant. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, it gets easier as they get older. And you know, you have a line in in uh, the song, um, "So hard anymore." You you sing, "Someday soon we'll be seeing the moon from a house with empty rooms." Um, yeah. Let me tell you, as a parent about 20 years ahead of you, you won't. They come back. They never really leave, and sometimes they never really leave. So, okay. Cool. All right. Well, we got to we got to wrap up here. This has been such a delight talking with you you all and, and uh, listening to your music, but we are getting a little tight on times. But uh, uh, we have a few minutes for one more, and I think the perfect song uh, to end the show with uh, is this one. It's uh, by Firelight. That's a, a great picture. Those are such beautiful uh, uh, cinematic lines, and I am so glad that you got out of the basement and went out to play a little bluegrass. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, um, 
I understand that you do house concerts. Uh, how do people organize a house concert for you? Go ahead, Dan. Uh, well, we uh, we actually have a page on our website that describes a house concert, and you can you know there's an email address right there, and both of Charlotte Charlotte and my email addresses are are online, and they can email us directly. And we we love playing house concerts. Uh, they seem to be um, you know uh, a really good uh, fit for the music that we play, and um, it's casual and uh, intimate. In fact, we just did our first inaugural house concert at our own house um, uh, two weeks ago in our living room. Um, so yeah, so our website, it's goodbyeblue.com and, and our contact information is there and they can email us directly. We, we are looking at some of the house concert booking platforms, um, to, uh, to, to work with, but we haven't, we haven't gotten that up and running just yet. Well, good. I hope, I hope you it's actually, it's actually and... goodbyebluemusic.com. Right. Sorry. Right. Get that right. Goodbye. Uh, we've got a number of emails here. Uh, I'll just read one of them. Zell in Atlanta wants to know, where did the name Goodbye Blue come from? <laughs> so uh, we uh, we were down in Nashville, with him. we were staying with our friend Amy Spies, who is a singer-songwriter down there, and she's been active for the last eight years when we weren't. And she kind of said to us, if you're coming back, like, don't just do the same thing that you used to do. Like you can, you, you, you can basically reinvent yourself. And that's when we decided to sort of rebrand ourselves and, and come up with a new name. And, 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 uh, and so we, we came up with a bunch of names, but the reason we, we settled on, on goodbye blue was essentially because the term itself, it can kind of, it's ambiguous. It can be either positive or, or negative, you know, goodbye blue, goodbye blues, you know, as in I'm going to be happier or goodbye blue sky as in I'm going to be sad. And it, you can't really tell from hearing it. And we felt like that kind of captured, I mean, that's life. It's, it's, uh, it's not black and white. It's, it's happy and sad and negative and positive. And, you know, it sort of embodied a lot of this, this album as well. So that's the, that's the backstory. Okay. Well, uh, Charlotte Kendrick and Dan Rao, uh, AKA good, goodbye blue. Um, I'm very pleased that you took the time to be with us today and you had the patience to wait until we got the, the, uh, back on, on the network. So thank you so much for joining us today. Our pleasure, Patrick. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. The long awaited and very successful album is worth the wait and you can get it on their website, goodbyeblue.com or on iTunes. And you know, if you're a streamer, they're on Spotify, but you know, buy the album you'll want to own this one because it's so good you want you want this one in your collection well you've been listening to music friday with patrick O'Heffernan from the cyber station usa network and the blog talk radio network and our radio affiliates like our facebook page follow our twitter feeds and get real-time updates on our guests our producer is lars christensen our program director is jason bartleben our intern is angeline serrano you can download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com. Now, we're on vacation next week. Even radio hosts get a day off now and then. But we're going to offer you a classic Music Friday live program. So when you tune in, you'll hear something that you love the first time. You'll hear again. So check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will update you on our guests. And actually, I can tell you, June 24th, we'll be back, and Adam Holly is going to join us. He's, he's a lot of fun. In the meantime, good night, good afternoon, good morning, everybody, wherever you are, and have a great musical weekend. And we're going to go off with a little bit of Firelight. <laughs>
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.